All right, uh, Carlina Tongatea, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, bit of intro, under 72 powerlifter, occasional under 64 kilo powerlifter, <laughs> post-COVID 84 kilo thick powerlifter, yeah. national champion, Oceania champion, multiple Oceania and world record holder. Does that about sum you up? Yeah, that's a nice intro. <laughs> All right, thanks for being here. We're just going to take uh, a bit of time to share a bit about your journey so far and, and where you're looking towards to the future. So like we spoke a bit off camera, uh, yeah. your background uh, culturally, where you're born and raised and things like that. Yeah, so I'm half Tongan, half Māori. Mum's Māori, my dad's Tongan. Um, born and raised in South Auckland um, my whole life. Uh, born in Middlemore, went to med school, worked at Middlemore, so I'm like such a South Auckland baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much us. I'm one of five, so nice big Tonga family. So talk about, uh, where'd you go to high school? I went to Macaulay in Otahu. Yep. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was awesome for me. Sport, sports background? Netball. Yep. All netball, always netball. Was in like club reps, three different teams, so was not doing any lifting or anything yeah. for ages yeah and then you spoke about uh, getting into med school so you what, what what made you decide that that's the path that you wanted to go down yeah I think when I was uh, my granddad was a to uh, doctor in Tonga yeah and so my parents really drilled that into me when I was a kid but I ended up kind of uh, wanting to do that myself anyway so in high school yeah I decided and the pathway to that so you go into med school what's yeah. kind of the process for people that might not uh, have much of a background on how it all works. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you can do you do a first year and you compete with everybody else to try and get into med school and then sit your exams, do an interview um, and get in and then you spend another five years at uni, yeah. um, another couple years as a junior doctor and then you decide what you want to be. So you've, you've finished your junior doctorate now and you're, if I'm right in saying this, training towards GP? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I did three years. Well, I took a year out actually just to lift because wow. I, yeah, I took a year off work and just did that part time to, you know, pay for rent and pay for competition fees. Yeah. Um, and that was the year before last. So I really enjoyed that. That was really cool. I could see myself just doing yeah, that and a little effort. bit of work. Yeah. yeah. So it was a bit different coming back into full time work. But um, yeah, now training to be a GP, passed my exams, oh. and so in a couple of years I'll be like fully fledged. Stay in Southside? Yep, Southside. That's the yeah. plan. So if you weren't a doctor, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, I think I would be doing something in sport, like I definitely would have found some sport to do. I've always wanted to represent New Zealand in something. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we'll segue a bit into your lifting. Um, Powerlifting. How did you get into it? Um, you, you know, hitting the gym up and things before that. Yeah, yeah. I so when I started working, um, I wasn't able to like commit to netball anymore. I was like letting people down. So yeah. I, I just started going to the gym, and I think like most people, most girls who get into strength sport way back then, the only girl I saw lifting was Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, when I saw that. That's what introduced me to like the lifting world. Yep. And then just found a PT, Callum at um, New York Fitness out mm -hmm. south, um, and asked him to show me how to do that stuff. Yep. Um, and kind of found out that I was, you know, a little kind of good <laughs> yep. for a commercial gym. Yep. Um, and then found my way at, um, to NZPA. 
So talk about NZPA, you, you, were, you were training in a commercial gym and how did you end up over there? Yeah, I think, well, well kind of funny story. Um, Barbara was my PT, wow. so yeah, so I didn't act, that's how I found out about lifting um, for a little while. And then I followed her on Instagram and I think I got a message just to come to one of their open days or, or like do a max out session. And I jumped on that because I was like, okay, this is my way to get into like powerlifting. And then, yeah, that was it. I was, yeah, been there since. So from, from a kind of a coaching perspective myself, um, it's often hard to get people to think about competing, but you sort of jumped in with both feet to yeah. begin with. What do you kind of attribute that to? Oh, I think uh, I just, I've, I'm always, I'm a naturally competitive person. So mm -hmm. like winning <laughs> and competing, and I've been missing that for a couple of years being at the hospital. So and plus Dom was just like, oh yeah, you're doing Auckland Champs wow. in a few weeks, so. So cool. first comp, Auckland, <laughs> Auckland Powerlifting Champs 2018. Yeah. How did it go? Yeah. So I just thought, okay, whatever. I don't, um, Dom's like that. He throws things at you and I sort of just catch it. And you remember much about on. that first comp? I was super nervous. I was really, really nervous leading up to the first squat. Yeah. But as soon as you do that first lift, I just felt, addicted I was like yep this is it and you're still pulling sumo at that point <laughs> yeah, that was a bad that was bad time <laughs> bad time <laughs> and I've, I've just got the numbers here you know for reference 147 and a half squat 80 bench 175 dead under 72 second place so you would have been pretty yeah. happy with that yeah I was I was really yeah I didn't understand what numbers meant back then so I was just like oh cool like a nice. pretty pretty strong start so if you were second who was in first place Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. All right. And you'd attended a deadlift workshop previously with her and now you're competing yes. against each other. Yes. I forgot about that. Um, and my really good friend Jewel was there as well. So yeah. she's an awesome lifter as well. But we didn't know each other back then. Yeah. So we met a year later. Wow. Small yeah. world. I know. All right. So if we fast forward a bit after Auckland Champs, next comp up was North Island in June. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about North Island. That was, so, hmm, what was that? That was my, I can't even remember what I did. Did I come I've first? Got it, I've got it right here. Yeah, you did come first. I'll tell you exactly for people that are following along. 150 squat, 85 bench, 185 dead for 420 total. Still yes. pulling sumo and came yeah. one of the best overall female lifter and oh. gold in the under 72s. Yes, that's right. And the first time I got drug tested and my second competition, which so was how, how like did you find that? Cool. For people that don't, uh, don't know much about the drug testing, how does that all work? It was pretty awkward. Um, so they pull you aside, they watch you the whole time and they offer you drinks to drink because, you know, if you drink something else, it might be tainted. Exactly. So, um, and they, I wanted to wait for my prize giving, so they waited with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then someone literally watches you pee, so they've got to watch that pee leave your body and make sure it's yours. Wow. <laughs> so it was pretty awkward, but... Did you um, feel flattered that you were being drug tested? Two comps in yeah, and you already... Yes, yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Um, especially when other people told me what that meant yep. because I was still so, so new. Yep. Yeah. So after, between that and, and nationals, I guess you would have seen a lot of the girls uh, from the squad go off to IPF Worlds. Yeah. Is that something that you would have seen and thought, man, that's something I want to do next? Definitely. It, it quickly became a goal um, that I would want to get to that level. Um, and yeah, but then we, we left. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll touch on that a bit. 
a bit later on in the in the interview. But up next was uh, was nationals. This is still twenty eighteen we're talking about. Yes. So you come in, you weigh in a kilo lighter. You had a, yep. a one fifty seven and a half squat, ninety bench, two hundred point five deadlift for four forty eight total, and that's a twenty eight in, uh, kilo increase from North Island. This time yeah. you're lifting conventional. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about the deadlift. Why in particular that weight, two hundred and, mm. and a half, and uh, you're injured uh, prior to this comp. You couldn't yeah. deadlift, and you, you kind of had like a three-week prep. Talk a bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, oh, I can't even remember what it was, but I was just deadlifting one day about five weeks out and pulled something on the side, and I couldn't even deadlift a bar without wow. pain. So we scrapped that, brought it back in two and a half weeks out um, and I think that's where we learned that taking my deadlifts out early on mm -hmm. in the prep kind of helps with what numbers I pull on the day yeah um, but I was not expecting the plan was always 200 but as soon as I got um, that little niggle I just thought oh god I'll be happy for 190 yeah but um 185 moved okay and he said do you want it and I said do it <laughs> let's, let's do, do it yeah so that's obviously uh, the benefit, you know, the longer you can be working with your coach and you can kind of yeah. build that relationship, athlete-coach relationship, and you can understand how you work a little bit better. Yeah. So we'll kind of segue a little bit. So talk to us about, you know, your, what you do with regards to programming. I've heard things about the, um, the dreaded red days on your programs, yeah, yeah. and I, I see there's a lot of uh, variations without getting too technical for people that don't have much of an understanding, but kind of West Side-esque block pulls and chains and bands and reverse bands and things like that. Yeah, Talk definitely. to me a little bit about how, how your training kind of, kind of runs. Yeah, so it changes all the time. He comes up with different types of programs and sometimes we need him to <laughs> tell us how to read it because it's changed. But basically, yeah, sort of green, yellow, red. So green being a light day mm -hmm. and then red being probably max out. <laughs> um, and I think I'm a little bit different to most people at our gym where I have that a lot, a yep. lot of max outs and low reps um, and lots of variations. So chains, bands. And, and you find your body responds quite well to that? Yeah, it, it, it seems to. Working um, well so far, eh? Yeah, working well so far. All right, so if we get back onto uh, the track talking about the comps, November of that year, um, you get a letter of invitation to World Powerlifting Oceania's in Brisbane in December. Mm. So it's your first international competition. You're in a new weight class. Yeah. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that was, I was thinking a little bit about that, that me deciding to go down to 63s. And when we moved to WP, it was 64. So it sort of seemed like, okay, that's a little bit easier. Yep. Um, I, get, I was probably running away from uh, the number 172 at the time, so I thought I could do a bit more at 64. Yep. Um, cut down there, did okay for my first comp at a 64. Well, we'll talk about that. You cut from 71 to yeah. 63, yeah. 155 squat, 92 and a half bench, and missed a your first crack at a 205 deadlift. Yeah. Gold medal, total record in the new Fed, 466 Wilkes. Can you remember much about the comp? It was really, really hot. <laughs> there was no aircon, there oh, was God. no fans, so we were all very sticky. But it was so fun, like traveling. I think that was where Stan was as well. So it was um, an awesome group of people to travel with and experience your first international comp with. Yep. And then following on from that comp was the 2019 Sydney Fitness Show in April. Mm. This time your cut was a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Second comp at under 64. Come away with a 158 squat. 
Uh, you missed 205 uh, on the deadlift again, but talk yeah. to us about what happened with the bench. Oh man, I just bombed. And I didn't even know what bombing was back then. I thought I could so still... So explain what bombing means for people that right. might not understand. So you miss all three lifts, so, and that disqualifies you from getting a total. You remember the weight? 85, something I'd done heaps of times before, but it just wasn't moving. What can you attribute it to, do you think? I honestly, I didn't think the cut was that hard. You know, I wasn't dehydrating. I just, it was purely liquid diet and dieting down. Yep. Um, Warm-ups were fine. It just, I don't know, just some shit happens or doesn't. <laughs> it sure does. So it's a roughly around this time when you uh, made the decision to make doctoring part-time and put even more of a focus on your training? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so next comp up from that was the first ever World Powerlifting New Zealand Nats. You're back up into the under 72 category, but yeah. you're leaving a few kilos on the platform. So you weighed in about 67, 68 kilos. Yeah. Come away with a 167 squat, had a crack at 100 bench and a 215 deadlift, mm. 475 total, it's up 27 kilos from the last comp mm. as a 72 lifter, 483 Wilkes, you're the open women's champ and come away with a bunch of WP records, talk to me about that comp. Yeah that was, I was still trying to get back to 64 and it was really really hard and so I just decided that that comp wasn't sort of worth killing myself trying to make weight for, um, but when I pulled those numbers I'd I think that was the first time I knew I could do a lot at 72 and trusted myself to do it. So I decided to stay there after that. All right. So following on from Nats, I guess your first, well, you've done an overseas comp, but now you're traveling a bit further afield. Mm. So this is in October. Um, you travel to where next? I, oh, we went to Canada. Yep. Calgary for World Powerlifting. How was that? That was awesome. That was really, really cool. Traveling that far and competing with other countries. I mean, it was you know small because we are a small and, and newish fed, um, but yeah. So that was a 173 squat, 100 bench, and a 215 kilo deadlift. So that's your first 100 kilo bench in competition. Yeah. 488 total. Good comp for you. Yeah, I was really happy with um, the outcome of that comp. Yep. Um, Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not much to say. No. All right, so Sydney Fitness Expo comes next. You start prepping for that. You've yeah. been powerlifting for a couple of years now. You hit your first 227 kilo deadlift in the gym. And then yeah. what happens? COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> COVID. I was feeling so ready for that comp. <laughs> the killer of all gains. Yep. All right, so lockdown happens. Um, you have a few more treats. You come out of lockdown yeah. and add a new PB body weight. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the next comp Thick out of games. lockdown is um, at C3. It's another WP comp, and this time you're competing how? What, what weight class are we talking about now? So under, eight, uh, uh, under 84 is my under third 84. weight class. Wow. All right, <laughs> so you come away, though, with some pretty impressive results, and I think it's around this time that I started following the journey a bit more closely. So... For those that don't know, it's a 185 squat, which is a 12 kilo PB at the time. Mm. Um, 112 on the bench and a close miss at 116. And then a 227 deadlift, which at the yes. time, or could currently be a world powerlifting world record. It's under 84, so it's a 424 total, which is an Oceania record again, which is 36 kilos up on your last comp and 611 wilks. 
Talk to me about that, Con. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, those numbers made me pretty happy <laughs> um, and kind of opened up the door to like what more I could do um, with the extra weight. You, you, you mentioned previously you'd intended maybe to take the year off competing um, due to COVID and you also had your GP exams coming up. Yeah. How did you find um, the study and the COVID and all those, uh, how did it impact your training? How do you manage to juggle everything? It was, um, yeah, there was definitely a juggle. <laughs> um, kind of a blessing in disguise oh, that I couldn't actually train. So it wasn't, uh, it didn't feel like it was all my fault. <laughs> um, but I still trained because it keeps me sane. It's like my escape from work and study and things. Um, but I guess I'm kind of used to juggling. <laughs> so it wasn't too bad. So now you're hitting heavier and heavier weights, heaviest weights you've ever lifted, and you start blowing your nose out in the gym. <laughs> Talk to me about that. What was that? Your first nosebleed. Oh, uh, yeah. That was at, oh, what was I doing? Like a 180-something squat reps. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And I blame that for me missing that rep. <laughs> so 2021 is kind of a little bit closer to where we are now. You're, as you said yourself, your most inconsistent prep to date. Yeah. Um, first comp of the year, WP Oceania, is you're back under 72. This time with the help of a nutritionist. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, it was it was pretty inconsistent, although um, more everybody took the holidays off, so I was still there, but just had some niggles um, popping up and exams and stuff. Um, so pretty happy with the result in the end. I got a dietitian. Yep. Um, his name's Henry, and started working with him because. I just wasn't doing my nutrition right and I was making things harder on myself. So that's been really good. So I'm excited to see what training at weight <laughs> does for me for my next comp. What does a day look like you eating wise? Uh, <laughs> breakfast is always the same, eggs on toast. Um, I get muesli and yogurt for, for a snack and a piece of fruit. And then dinner and lunch is just the same as protein, veggies and a carb um, with another snack in between so it's not too bad. So you felt you came into the comp feeling strong? Yeah, yeah. Talk, I, talk to us a bit about your numbers. So uh, we made some, we've completely changed my squat actually leading up to that comp. I learned how to squat in flats and low bar for the first time because I'm usually in heels and high bar and that's because I just can't move my shoulders so yep. So we learned how to do that and that seemed to make a huge difference in my squat. Um, squatted 200 for the first time in the gym. Yep. Was hoping to do the same, but in the gym I was quite thick, almost 77 kilos um, and missed it at that competition. But I, th I think we'll get, we'll get there, we'll get there soon. And you remember your numbers you came away with? Uh, 190 squat, wow. 115 bench, 228 deadlift, um, which I'm, you know, I'm pretty happy with, yeah. And that's a 533 total for uh, people that's adding it up at home. 633 whoops, probably your highest total to date. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about your approach on the day. What do you like to, to have in your headphones? You know, who do you like to have in your corner? Yeah, I like to have, uh, if Jewel's not competing at the same time, I like to have Jewel in my corner because she just understands that I like to be calm, 
don't really like to talk much. I just like to keep to myself um, and just be in the zone the whole time. I basically have a f like three songs on rotation. <laughs> um. What are they? Let's hear it. <laughs> That's... Hairspray. No. Um, DMX. Um, X yeah, what else? <laughs> um, let's go, Twister, and what's the other one? Oh, Forever, Drake. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, talk, well, I'm going to ask you some 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 random questions just to finish off uh, a bit later on. But so we've talked a bit about your background. We've talked about kind of who inspired you in the beginning. Let's talk a bit about who continues to inspire you now. So yeah. Talking about across WP, IPF, outside of powerlifting, even outside of sports. Yeah. Uh, who inspires you and kind of molds you into what you're trying to do with your life now? Yeah, I definitely look across into IPF and outside of New Zealand for inspiration. So the top like under 72s, although they don't have under 72s anymore, but like Jessica Bittner from Canada, Kimberly Walford from uh, the US, just crazy strong woman. Um, and just hoping that I can get close there but um, yeah, I kind of just look in, inside <laughs> to, to me for motivation and, and determination. That's working so far. So I guess what's next for you? We'll, we'll talk about um, goals for 2021 with regards to powerlifting and then 2022 and beyond, mm. personal goals. Yeah, uh, well, even though my last comp was good, it's not quite where I want to be. So hoping to push the total finally get the 200 squat and push that um, 120 bench and finally get past 230 on the deadlift um, but just hoping to push myself into that top three you know, some people don't some people don't like to compare WP and IPF but I do but so. we're not those people yeah we're not those people <laughs> so I do like to compare it talks to us a bit about personal goals and you know if you weren't in powerlifting what would you be doing yeah uh, yeah, I guess I'd just be honing my skills as a GP. It's a big job with a lot of different um, things to learn, a huge variety. And so, yeah, I, things getting better at that. And if someone comes to you and says, I want to get into powerlifting I'm on the fence, any, any tips or advice for someone in that position? Uh, I would say, yeah, get a coach. And, and start learning how to do things, um, start learning how to squat, bench and deadlift, because it, it can be quite different to what you're doing at the commercial gym and, and do your first comp and see how, how you like it. Awesome, well, how can we keep up to date with, uh, with your journey? Uh, so I post on Instagram and Facebook, um, I don't even know my Instagram handle. We'll tag I think you it's Carlina23 or something. We'll upload and we'll tag everyone in. We'll give you a plug. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming down and kind of sharing a bit about your journey um, and, and what things are to come for you. And we look forward to continuing to follow your progress in the sport of powerlifting. Thank you so much for having me. All right, so we're going into a quick fire question round. You've got 30 seconds. I've got 12 questions for you to answer. All right, red or blue Powerade? Red. Savory or sweet? Sweet. Favorite NRL team? Oh my God, <laughs> Warriors. Uh, last song you listened to? Last song I listened to, I think it was Dua Lipa, Levitating. Do you believe in fate? 
Yes. Dream holiday destination? Oh, uh, Santorini. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Do you snore? No. Favorite season? Summer. How many pull-ups can you do in a row? <laughs> Four. What does a person need to be happy in life? Uh, whatever, to be doing whatever makes them happy.